Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cinematch Podcast, the podcast where we take two, no, not two, more than two. Definitely we not two today. Plenty of movies every week and find different ways to debate and rate them. My name is Cal Altimus, and I am one of your hosts. And joining me as he does every week is Mr. Nathan Hannah, your other host, no longer co host. We've, we've given him a new title. He's hoping it keeps him quiet. The feedback is coming. We've listened. The one person that's been on behind me saying, Why aren't you just the other host? It just sounds weird, I think, saying because I had to say the other host, usually a co host, I'd be your co host as well. There's two of us, it means we were co. I didn't have a problem with it. Who was it? Do I know? Yeah, we're married to it. Ah, uh, typical favoritism. That's what that is. There's bias there. She wants me to, um... she wants me to take over. <laughs> I, want to, I want to share in all that advertisement money we don't make. Yeah, it's going to Where's be that money? Yeah, I know, yeah. Shocking. Um, but yeah, so last week we recorded our 10th episode together. What a milestone. I'm surprised we've lasted this long. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm a delight to be around. Maybe. Maybe it's me that I'm talking about. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, we uh, we alluded to it last week. We're going to, we decided to do something special this week, and we're going to bring back the Battle Royal which is what we used to rank the Harry Potter franchise several episodes ago. And we're going to use it to rank some of the best films we've done so far. So we've done six showdowns, I believe, um, ranking, uh, comparing the films like Back to the Future, um, Fast and Furious, that sort of thing. We've got loads. And then we decided to take the six winners from that, as well as the movies that we picked first in the category Carnage, because we wanted we didn't just want to leave it with a small number. So we've gone... Oh, nice. Well, we had to play rock paper scissors for him, so I feel like we got our best choices out first for the category carnages. Me, I won two out of three games. Just throwing that out there. Is it battle royal or battle royale? I don't know. It's spent if it's spelt with an e, I say royale. If it's just if it's just royal, then I I say royal. Cool. We spell it with an e. Then it's battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so oh, yeah, we've no. got. We've got a number of... How many films have we got in the end? No? Uh, ten, because we've had ten episodes. But That's technically, right. Technically ten. So we've got six cinematic showdowns. We've got one Battle Royale, which was Harry Potter. And then we've got three category carnages in which we picked... We're using our first picks for each one. So ten in total, kind of, because we had a draw one week. Uh, so that'll be interesting when we get to that. Um, yeah, ten in total. Yeah, so... Just to clear up any doubt, then we'll quickly run through the movies we've got for this. We've, like I said, throughout the six cinematic showdowns we've done, we've taken the winners from each one. So we've got Back to the Future, we've got <laughs> Alien, we've yeah. got Oppenheimer, we've got South Park the movie, and we've got a tie between Captain America: Civil War and Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. So what we've done there is we've taken them as a package deal. So those two are going to be as one. And then rounding out the list after that, we've got the movies that we took first in the category carnages. So we've got your two picks in the Marvel and the MCU and DC ones, which were, what can you remind us? Age of Ultron. Yeah, one um, of the best MCU films, I'm sure. Uh, it has our boy Hawkeye in it. So yeah, it is. And that's the reason it got picked, thanks. Uh, and Superman, 1979 Superman with the Superman theme, because there's nothing beating that theme still. You're not wrong. One of my favourite superhero films ever. So I'm glad we've got that included. And then 
with the Pigsaw uh, category carnage, I took Up first for the best opening in a Pixar movie. So we've got Up as well. And the last movie we're getting was from the very first Battle Royale we did, which was the Harry Potter one, where we ranked the franchise. And we had Goblet of Fire as the number one Harry Potter movie. So we decided to take that as well. So we've got 10 movies there, 10 very good movies. It's very apart from Age of Ultron. Excuse me. <laughs> to be fair, I actually think it's underrated. I think it's not as bad it's as people right. make out. Um, but what, yeah. What if, what if I said it's the best Avengers film? Then I'd say that sounds like something someone who likes Lightyear would say. I wish I'd got in there first so I could have got Lightyear in there. In retrospect, I should have really worked harder. Yeah, yeah, that's on you. That's on you. You let yourself down there. Yeah, that's true. So, Battle Royale, like, same rules as last time. We'll talk about one of the films. We don't have to talk about it as much this time because we spent literally hours talking about them yeah. before. So we won't talk about them as much, um, but we'll talk about them a little bit and then we'll move on to the next week's and then we'll rank them. Is it better? Is it worse? And that's how we'll get our ranking. Uh, and then we'll just keep going it uh, that way. That way we'll keep you... We'll keep it going. We'll keep you updated as we're going along. It's it took it took a while for you to get what we were doing the first time, and this is the yeah. second second battle royale. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've got the concept now, so it should be smooth sailing from here on out. So yeah, we might as well get started. There, no beating around the bush. I'll maybe the wait first the same two, two weeks in a row. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I like how you change shit. I just, I told you, I was sat hot in that room, and I can't wear vests anymore. I'm about to say two episodes of no vest. The viewers are gonna be tuning out. That's why they turn in. <laughs> but right, yeah, let's get so, started then. So, what movie are we opening up with? After our first week, so it's ten episodes together. It's not our ten. It's not ten episodes total. It was our ten episodes. It's a special, isn't it? Me and you, best friends. <laughs> 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 I feel like it's like um, yeah, Dots Cox and Kelso in season eight when Kelso Wait, retires and starts loving Dots Cox and Cox can't stand him. Oh, so I'm the old one. Yeah, you're you're the one that's uh, the OAP that's latching on. That's fine. That's fair. So our our first episode was Batch of the Future versus Ghostbusters with Batch of the Future coming out on top, which I felt you was pretty smug about. I mean, I had to be. It's my favourite film of all time. It's going to be a very tough one, this, because I'm going to fight this movie's corner as if my life depends on it, because there's not many films in the world. I mean, there's films that I think are better, but there's not any film in the world that I enjoy more, so it's going to be hard to even consider anything going above it. So this is going to be very interesting, but it's my favourite film ever. I love the entire cast. I love everything about it. I don't know what else to say. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because the next book, like the film coming up is Oppenheimer. So we're gonna have to rank back to the future against Tom. So like this is gonna be a very strange way of doing things. Like it's gonna be probably like one of our weirder episodes, like probably on par with Oppenheimer versus Barbie. Um but yeah, I mean Back to the Future is a great film. We talked about it a lot. Like I wasn't that upset that I lost uh well not I lost, but technically that first episode was an I lost kind of business um with Ghostbusters. Uh because, I mean, I love Ghostbusters, but Back to the Future is a great movie, so I wasn't I wasn't too upset about it. Um, yeah, I think Back to the Future specifically, and I'm pretty sure it's it's been a while since we did ten episodes uh, since we did it. Um, but it's I can't remember talking about it. But it's such a feel good movie. Like 
there's nothing about that film that just you can't just put on and feel better about life. Feel cheer, feel cheered up. Hundred percent. Like it's my go-to every time I'm ill or or can't sleep or feeling down or anything. Um, I watch it all the time. I mean, I watched the second one the other uh, last week, and that holds up just like really well as well. I think the entire franchise is just wonderful to me. That first film though is still the number one, and it's just the cast. I think the entire cast is great. I don't think anyone could have played the roles that they do quite as effectively as the the group did. Like we see, oh, um, oh unless what's your favorite musical? But they don't do they don't do anywhere near as good a job. <laughs> but you said nobody else could play him. That was the whole no, point. As effectively, I said okay. as effectively. All right, you've learned you've you learned to have that at the end of it. Which, when you watch the second one and you see the the recast Crispin Glover, it's not the same. Um, the recast Jennifer and I love Elizabeth Hugh. Like, I think she's great in like the Karate Kid and Cocktail and the Boys. But she's she's not on Claudia Wells level in the first one. And I just think they got it absolutely nailed on that first time. And like I said, it's impossible for me to watch that film and not have a smile on my face the entire time. It's just, it's just so good. Uh, there's definitely like a legacy to it as well. Like I was seeing, I, it was come up, came up on my Twitter that of it, that busted a touring again. And at the end of the tour, like Doc Brown comes up on the on the screens and he's talking about like I think it's before Year Three Thousands played or something. And it's like a a, a little homage to. Back to the Future, he's playing Doc Brown again. Um, I think Christopher Lloyd, not Doc Brown, but he's playing Doc Brown again. And it's like, even now, it's still beloved. Like, if they announce a sequel, I imagine that Hell would actually break loose. Yeah, I think because we know what we know, and we know if there was a sequel, there's no way in hell Michael J. Fox is in it. No one wants to see that without him. Um I was actually listening to the new Busted album earlier on my way to uni, and I listened to that Year 3000 song they did with the Jonas Brothers. And even I love that there's a reference to Back to the Future. And I, as a kid, I feel like the first time it clicked for me, that because I was a big Busted fan as a kid, I was obsessed when I was like six, seven. And the first time it clicked with me that they were talking about the flux capacitor, and that was what was in Back to the Future. Oh, my God. It all I'm changed. Blown. It, it all, all changed. changed. But yeah, I love the film. It's going to be hard for anything to beat it for me today, so we'll see how this goes. But yeah, I'm... no notes, brilliant. No, no notes, 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. Is it, is it five star on your letterbox? Uh, is it five? It'd be six if it could be. <laughs> well, sure, never mind. Right, so week two, we did Barbie and Oppenheimer. I feel like Barbie would have been a better contender against Back to the Future because Oppenheimer is literally the exact opposite of what everything that Back to the Future is. It's not really uplifting. Well, it is in a very strange way, but it's not really uplifting. Um, it's very downtrodden. It's very serious. It's very heavy movie. How do we even begin to compare it against Back to the Future? <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to do so. Um, I actually watched Barbie after we did that episode and I came out liking it more than I did the first time. I've, I've only watched Oppenheimer the one, so I need to rewatch that and see how I feel. But given the chance to turn it back, I might have gone more in Barbie's favour after, after re-watching it. So it is interesting that Oppenheimer won out on the day. And especially considering it was me that swung it that way, I, I remember. Because you had it tied like a fraud. <laughs> What word was you about to what was you about to say? <laughs> <laughs> it was 
it's a really good film. There's no, there's no like yeah, arguing against it. Here it goes. I, I can see you winding up to uh, to defend. <laughs> no, I love I love Oppenheimer. I'd be really surprised if it doesn't sweep up the awards at the Oscars um, next year because I think it is a masterpiece and it is one of Christopher Nolan's best films. I think technically it is stunning, and I'd say the technical aspects of it are probably some of the best I've seen in quite some time and they'll hold up for years to come, I think. And performances like um, Killian Murphy in the lead role and Robert Downey Jr. in supporting, I think they're going to be looked at very, very fondly for quite some time. It's I just... Everybody's, it's, everybody's role in that film will be looked at fondly. Like Emily Blunt like, doesn't get talked about enough, but like yeah. her quiet rage carries a lot of the emotion in that film. Yeah, and I always love Matt Damon, and I think he did a stellar oh, yeah. job as well. Yeah. But this is hard because I think it's a great film, but I don't think it's quite quite there. It's it's hard to rate it in the same lens because Back to the Future's had all these, these decades to build this legacy, and we've seen it age well. We've seen people still welcome it the same way they did 40 years ago, which is grim to say. But, like... It's hard to tell whether in 10, 15 years people will look back at Oppenheimer and revisit it the way they, they do with Back to the Future. Does it have that rewatchability? Will it have the legacy of that Back to the Future? I mean, it's it's, ne- it's not going to have like a franchise, similar. It's you not going to have theme park rides or video games. It'd be weird as hell if it did. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there's movie, the the movie culture nowadays, it could be. And I think the thing with Oppenheimer is it's people have already kind of already started turning on it on some aspects of it, especially like with Florence Pugh's character. Um, and I think you're right. Like back to, it's unfair. Back, it's unfair for a lot of these films because back to the future does have such a legacy that it's hard not to look at it through that lens. But I hate that I'm going to say this, but I don't think that Oppenheimer will have legs like Back to the Future. And obviously it's a very, very different film. I think everybody will know the film Oppenheimer in the way that everybody knows the film Godfather and in, in the way that everybody knows the film Apocalypse Now and all of that kind of stuff. It's going to be one of those movies. But Back to the Future, it's it's not the better movie, but it is the better movie, if that yeah. makes sense. It makes 100% sense. Like Oppenheimer isn't designed to be the film that you just turn on when you want to recover from a hangover. But it also isn't like I watched it in the IMAX once, and I was like, I'm not rating it five stars until I've seen it a second time. But I didn't rush back. Like I, we tried to rush back to Barbie, which is weird because I think we should probably do it again and in like a like, I don't know in a couple of months' time see how it ranks again, like a rewind episode or something. But like I didn't rush back, and then I. When I realised it was not in the IMAX anymore and I couldn't watch it in the IMAX, I was a little like, all oh, right, okay, whatever. Whereas I, like with films like Top Gun and stuff, I kicked myself for not getting it. So for that, I think for me, if it was Back to the Future, I'd be running back to watch it. So I'm going to, I will say Back to the Future over Oppenheimer, just so you don't have to be so smug on your first on the first round. No, I think it's fair. Like it's it is hard to judge considering it's such a new film and time will tell how it holds up. 
it's hard to view it in the same lens. And also, like we said, they're completely different movies, so it's yeah. a strange one to rank. But it's not also, just the sorry, go on. I'm no, just saying you... it's not just like what's the better film. It's like it's everything that encompasses it. It's the way it makes you feel. It's all the performances. It's the legacy. It's you think about the categories we do um, in a showdown, and it's like all of those combined, like the performances, the story. It's everything, and I think that's what puts Batch the Future above Oppenheimer. At least we'll see what how the rest of the list shakes out. But already, I think, I think that's how it goes. I think in my head, Oppenheimer is a one of Nolan's best movies, but it's not the Prestige. Whereas Batch of the Future is my favorite time travel movie. So, like, that helps way. That helps logistically in my head. Yeah, and I think, like you said, Nolan's obviously a really great director and he's made some wonderful films. And Oppenheimer, it's one of his best, but not quite there. Whereas I think similarly with Robert Zemeckis, who's made some incredible movies over the years, including like Forrest Gump and What Lies Beneath and things like that. But Back to the Future is probably still his magnum opus for me. So that also plays a significant role. Yeah, agreed. So after Oppenheimer, we went for our first... I feel like uh, this is your life. Like after Oppenheimer, we went for our first <laughs> category carnage, which you were very proud of coming up with that name. Incredible name, absolutely fantastic. And I, I complimented it with a logo. Just I deserve a compliment sometimes, but uh, hey, you get. I've been giving you plenty about the more than I used to give. This is why, like, I, I consistently say to people when they talk to me about the podcast, I'm like, I can't wait until we find a way we can do it in person because I think that'll make it so much better. But I genuinely don't think you'd be able to compliment me to my face. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, no, I, probably think, not. I think it being for a screen makes it less real for you. It's more like a video game. It's not yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, I can pretend it's not you. <laughs> so, yeah, we went for our first category carnage. And we went, we played, I mean, we played it real safe. We went MCU, but... It was the best one to do, and I won the first round of rock paper scissors because I'm a superior athlete. And yeah, the comeback's on; it's two one now. Just wait, turn another round. <laughs> uh, so I immediately out the back, out the gate. Sorry, made sure my boy Hawkeye got some love with his role in Age of Ultron. So Age of Ultron's the pick to go against. Back to the future and up and down. And honestly, I think he's a good contender. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting, though, looking back at that, is you could have waited until one of the very last rounds to pick main carriage and take Hawkeye, because that guy wasn't being taken. You were <laughs> safe. You were safe. Yeah, but you, you could have picked, anyway. picked Age of Ultron for anything. And uh, I don't know what I'd have picked that for. Happy no, either. But it's fine. <laughs> we used it. I used it. It's fine. And now we've got the best Avengers. You kind of set me a straight face. <laughs> no, I can't, and that's probably why. That's probably gonna. That's probably gonna hinder me on this round. But yeah, um, I always said to you, I think Age of Ultron is actually underrated. I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as a lot of people make out. And I think seeing the Avengers socialize as friends was actually really like entertaining, and I really enjoyed it. And there's some of the scenes where like they were at the party and Cap goes to lift the hammer and it move slightly or that first scene when they take out Hydra which is disappointing on the sense that it immediately just get, erases Hydra after how Winter Soldier painted him as such a serious threat but the banter they 
team were having together. I think it was it was really entertaining. So I like Age of Ultron and I liked Ultron as a villain. I liked the introduction of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and uh, Vision. It's probably the worst Avengers film, though. But it's, that's like saying... That's one of them where it's like... Back saying Back to the Future 3 is the worst Back to the Future movie. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah. No, it is. I think it's weird. Some people talk about it like it's an atrocity, and it's literal, not. I think it's literal good. It's shit. Yeah. It's not, like loving, it. it's not Love and Thunder or Flash, but... Uh, <laughs> But no, I, I love, I've got a lot of love for Age of Ultron and I actually think it does, there's some things in that film that it does better than any any other film. Like the the socialising scene is literally the best in any Marvel film in terms of a team socialising, even compared to like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I think it sets up Endgame when they're coming up with a plan and they're having a bit of fun with it, the time travel plan, having a bit of fun with it. But it just does it so much better. And I saw it pointed out on Twitter actually the other day that... Um, Age of Ultron's the last time all six Avengers fight together because that makes sense. Yeah, Infinity War they're not all together. Endgame Black Widow's dead, so yeah. it's like the last. And it's that it's that like you say that opening scene where they they all jump at the same time and you got that that lineup shot. Which I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know I get told my controversial opinions aren't really controversial, and then you end up agreeing with me anyway. But I don't know if you will with this one. I genuinely, genuinely prefer that shot to the circle shot in the first Avengers film. Um, <laughs> okay, that sure. one you're not going to. Yeah, okay, that I'm one not you're sure. not agree with. No, I don't think so. They're both good though. Very good. It's strange, um, all that. Like you said, that's the last time they teamed together. So we only actually got two Avengers movies when they were all together. Those Avengers, yeah, yeah. But how are you rating it then? Is I mean, it above or below Back to the Future? Oh, I'm going to take into account. It is Hawkeye's movie. Like, no, all jokes aside, I, I, obviously I know I love Hawkeye, but all jokes aside, the scene where they go to the farm and with his family, and it's literally like, this is this is what we're kind of fighting for. This is my normal life kind of thing. And you've got that scene where, like, you've got Captain America and Thor and, and everybody's just stood in the living room. Like, that's... Part of the reason why I love the character so much because it is that I've always chose, but I 100% mean it. That's he is the heart, and that film shown you the heart and what people are fighting for more than any of the others. I think personally, out of the Avengers films, anyway, I think personally, and that's why I love it. And that's another thing that it did, but I can't rate it higher than Back to the Future or Oppenheimer. So, so we've got Age of Ultron third so far. Falls below both of them. I mean, it's probably fair. It's a good film, but I don't think it's exactly like a five-star classic type of situation. And I don't think, like I said, there's a large majority of the population that seems to think it's trash. Yeah, and like you said, you kind of alluded to there, if I knew Torquay, I don't know what else I would, what other category I would have used it in. So it's not even in my, it's genuinely not even in my like top five or even probably even top ten of Marvel movies. There's that many good ones that I can't, in good conscience, rate it high. Not when you've got like Endgame where Hawkeye's even in it even more. Yeah, I've just thought actually, and I don't think I would I don't think I'd have it in my top ten MCU movies, which yeah. is I mean sad for that, but it's good. Underrated. It's great. Yeah, it's of, definitely underrated. A lot, of, a lot of great things weighed down by a lot of 
I think missed timing. Yeah. I think it's also a shame that was the only time we saw Quicksilver. I think because Fox back no, the character. It was, the in a, it was a, the Wonder Vision TV show, wasn't it? No, that was Ralph Bonner or something like that. I think it was called <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Well, at, least um, it's not the, at least it's not the Loki TV show. Yeah, not that trash. Although um, Sylvie looks like she's going to carry that this season. I've seen from the trailer. Yeah, Sylvie. It was Sylvie's the star. I didn't, I didn't really like Loki TV show, but I really like Sylvie. So. Yeah, um, I think uh, Morbius was a bit of a drag, but yeah. Sylvie was top-notch. <laughs> cool. So moving on before we get death threats. Um, so this one's going to be interesting because... Um, this one has a massive legacy. Probably, I, I'm going to go ahead and fucking say it, Carl. This has probably got a bigger legacy than Back to the Future, and I don't think you can deny that in terms of um, what it is. But we went with the classic pairing of Alien versus Predator. So we did the first Alien movie versus the first Predator movie, and Alien came out on top, which didn't didn't surprise me. I was surprised that. You didn't fight for Predator as much as you did for Alien, to be honest. But Alien did come out on top. Um, so Alien is one of them that changed the genre, really, because I've heard, obviously, look, I'm old. I'm not that old. But I've heard, like, stories of how Alien was like, it was horror movies and it was Alien movies. And then all of a sudden there was an Alien horror movie and people were like, what is that like? Is that possible, kind of thing? And that's kind of the stories I've read up and I've heard um, through like listening and watching stuff. So it was like something that really changed it. Um, and obviously, it re reinvented itself with the sequels and what have you. But I think it really changed like cinema in a way that all of a sudden these different genres can mix like action movies and alien all of a sudden in, in like Predator and all that kind of stuff. So what are your thoughts on Alien, knowing that it's got such a such a stronger legacy than uh, whoa, Back whoa, to the whoa. Future? Let's not say it's got such a stronger legacy. Listen, well, did, Back I love the, Alien. did Back to the Future change the course of cinema history? Straight up. <laughs> I don't know. I've got no reason or logic to why it did, but it did. It gave us the ride at Universal Studios. Well, I don't that's know a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And tell me when Alien's got a Broadway musical. Then we'll talk. I would, I, I'm sure there's got to have been a musical about Alien. Probably somewhere. But no, listen, I love I love Alien. I think it's 100% one of the best horror slash sci-fi movies ever. I think it's one of the best movies in general ever. I think the way it flipped everything on its head and it introduces to Sigourney Weaver as a leading lady, the practical effects, which I think are still really effective to this day. Good really yeah. Scott who obviously went on to be one of the best directors ever. I just think Alien is a a wonderful, wonderful film. Um, and it is hard to deny that its legacy is pretty incredible. I think some of its sequels have kind of hurt the franchise's legacy as a whole, because after the second one, I think things kind of drop off the uh, a cliff a bit. Like yeah. The third one is pretty fucking terrible. Like, and the fourth, I've not even watched because I've all I've heard is bad things. And then there's like the Prometheus and Covenant. I didn't, I didn't mind Covenant. Still not watched Covenant. I, I want to get around to watching them all because I've not watched four either. No, I've heard four is straight trash. So I never bothered. But I watched Covenant at the cinema and I really liked it, to be fair. But like, the way 
like you said, it combined two different genres and the creature design, it was so unique. And it's hard to really find anything negative to say about Alien, which is why I... I th- well, I mean, I think, I, we think the only thing that we kind of fell down with on Alien is that at the end, the suit started to look a bit... The Alien looked really goofy. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just swinging. I think the ending really hurts, like, the film a little bit. Um, but not enough for me to not absolutely love it and what it did and the 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 feel of the film as well is so i mean purposely so but so claustrophobic yeah i think with alien the it was more it was like a less is more approach so seeing the alien at the end it gives you a chance to see those little faults and it it's better when you when you don't see as much similar similar with uh jaws and the shark seeing less is more effective and that was what i felt was with alien like you said that ending is the only real bit where it's like especially when it's outside floating and it's like jesus so but for the time like it's still massively impressive yeah yeah and i've been been very the design of the inside of the Nostromo, like the alien planet, like what I talked about it, like how they all just felt like blue collar workers and the, that feel really came across like, yeah, it's just, it's such a oppressively claustrophobic film. Like saying it's a joy to watch feels weird, but it's a joy to watch. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a, and- it's, it's almost a masterclass. Like, People have come later with more CGI, special effects, or whatever, and still not managed to bring me the feeling that the first Alien does. Yeah, there's a sense of dread throughout that. I don't think the franchise ever recaptures. This is an alien. There is, there's a couple, I think, uh, as the franchise goes along. Um, I've heard in the second one there's aliens, but I don't know. There's a big bastard in the second one. <laughs> Real big bastard. And I'm not just talking about Bill Paxton. Um, but yeah... I do like Alien, and it's easy to rank it quite highly against almost any film in the list. I'm not would sure. You it, would you rank it more than Age of Ultron? Yes. Would you rank it more than Oppenheimer? Yes. Would you rank it more than Back to the Future? No. Why not? I just think, like I said earlier, touching on like the sequels and stuff, the franchise itself hasn't aged as well, whereas... The Batch of the Future one has, and there's a reason the Batch of the Future movies aren't being remade, and it's because fans would cause an uproar, whereas the Alien franchise is constantly being rebooted. They're, they're making another one now. Like, yeah. It was a cancelled one as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the thing, that's the thing with Alien, is it doesn't have that impact on... It doesn't have the same impact on fans the way the Batch of the Future did. Like We've seen different stories in that universe now with Prometheus and Covenant where we've seen different characters Batch of the Future was Marty and Doc all the way through whereas Ellen Ripley came and went mm. and I, I do, don't get me wrong I think Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley was uh, incredible and one of the most iconic like female action stars ever but when you consider that there's now been two and possibly there's going to be more movies without her as the lead whereas Batch of the Future you can't make it without Michael J. Fox or Christopher Lloyd, and we've seen that. And fans online now are still to this day vocal about how dead set against a reboot they'd be. I think it's hard in that sense to put Alien above it because while it's a very good film, I don't think the performances and everything around it 
lands the same with everyone. That what, if the re- what if the remake Back to the Future but had uh, Doc Brown played by Eric Stoll? <laughs> That'd be fucking straight up garbage. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I don't think there's anyone on earth that can do what Christopher Lloyd did. Like, don't worry, I love the yeah, Back to the Future musical. And I think Roger Bart was fine. Like He was good. And I'm probably going to catch heat for this because I know certain someone loves Roger Bart. But he's not even close to Christopher Lloyd. It, it's... It's, it's well, not... I don't know. I've not seen it, but I can, I can, with confidence, say no. Yeah, nobody that's... is. Nobody no. is. No, and that's the issue. I think um, so. That's why I still have Back to the Future talk because I don't think you can replace it. I'm not going to argue. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I thought that one I was going to get stumped on. No, no, I can't because you everything you says right and. There are things that haven't aged well, and it is an older film, but there are things that haven't aged well with Alien, particularly the ending. Like I don't like when she's in the escape pod and the aliens there. Like I, I feel it's ended too late. There, it should have ended a bit sooner. I always feel that way. Like if it was executed better, I probably would have liked it more. Whereas there's not a moment in Back to the Future, and I hate. Well, actually, no, we've got one coming up that is really going to fucking stump you. But, like, there's not a moment in Back to the Future that I get bored with, ever. Yeah. So, I can't argue you, unfortunately. That's what I like to hear. So, there you, are, the you, are, you do keep championing a film with a rape scene in it, so... Hey, it doesn't, it doesn't succeed, that's what matters. And beaten up. Was it... Oh, was it? Was it two episodes ago? You were talking about how much you love Kevin Spacey. Anyway, so the next... Hey, episode... I didn't say no names. <laughs> what film was uh, that for? That was Bug's Life, when you were talking about... Oh, yeah. Hopper. Um, you were saying he was in the right. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck those arms. No, let's not use that word. Uh, let's not use it that word, uh, phrase it that way. Um, <laughs> so, after Alien, we did another category carnage because we decided... We couldn't watch two films a week uh, as research, so we took a bit of a break. Uh, it really is like, this is your life. This is how I'm setting this episode up. The stroll down memory lane. <laughs> it is. Um, and we did DC, which was... <laughs> the the episode got on, the harder it was. Um, but I got the first pick again, because I smashed Rock, Paper, Scissors again, um, and went for the best music and absolutely fucking blew you out of the water because it was the only choice. So we are pitting 1979? 1977? 78. 78. Superman, Christopher Reeves, the OG, the superhero movie that everybody says is the template. Like Kevin Feige says, still says to this day, like before they make any Marvel film, everybody, all the creatives sit down and watch Superman the movie. Like obviously DC don't do that, otherwise they'd make good films still. But it's the it's the OG, it's the template, it's the one that can't be beat, the Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, good luck with this one, Cal. Uh, because who's your um? Oh, I'm sorry. Who's your favorite superhero of all time? Superman. And who's your favorite Superman exactly. of all time? <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> is this because I pulled the Lightyear book out of the week? I've got to bring some sauce to the show. And show me up. Who got... is the best Superman in your opinion? Christopher Reeve, absolutely one hundred percent. 
Okay, cool. So just tell me why this isn't better than Bachelor of the This is hard, you know, because <laughs> Superman <laughs> is, I think, one of the best superhero films ever. I think there's similarly to yeah. Batch of the Future, which, by the way, it, oh, I'm still struggling with this. Hey, that's Breakfast that, Club. Uh, I love Breakfast Club. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, similarly to Back to the Future, I can't watch the Superman movie without having a, like a smile etched across my face. I think it's perfect. I think the opening like stuff with Krypton and Marlon Brando, who I think is without a doubt one of maybe the top three or four best actors ever, and seeing him as as Jarrell, and then all the stuff with young Clark, and we see uh, Martha and Jonathan Kent, and we see how he deals with his abilities as a child only briefly but we see it and the way the movie just goes through and what's surprising is we don't see Christopher Reeve until about half an hour in um, which really surprised me the last time I watched it because I never quite noticed how long it was but this time I I realised and I checked and he's perfect I think he's everything I think of when I think of Superman I think he he perfectly embodies the character. He also is the perfect Clark Kent, and he ha- he finds that diff that balance between the two, and he plays them so well that it's understandable why people wouldn't put the two together and wouldn't realize like his Clark Kent is worlds away from his Superman. Like it's so impressive to watch him just transition in and a split second. Everybody always says, "Oh, you slick, you put your hair different and you put your glasses on," and like, "What? You don't know Superman?" But they genuinely like we know because we know what we're watching, but. You look at him and they like somehow when he's Superman, he looks in his face more muscular and he's literally not doing anything different. Yeah, I, don't I think know he what, like maybe slouches. Yeah, he's brilliant. I think it's even his voice, the way his voice, his voice as Clark is like quite croaky and it, it like it struggles, he struggles to get through sentences without it almost breaking. Like, yeah. um, and then when he's Superman, he's so self assured and he's got bold and he's got like a strong voice. Yeah, he's, got, he's got hair. So, you don't. Oh, that backfired. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I said that. <laughs> but yeah, he's. I think he's perfect. I do. But oh, here we fucking go. There's there are issues that I have with the Superman film, and I said this to you during the category carnage that I actually preferred the villains in Superman two, and I think the general story in the first one. In, the, in terms of Lex Luthor and his master plan was actually quite dull and it was a little bit boring. Um, the whole stuff with the, he's trying to flatten half the country to make real estate, it, it felt a little bit too cartoony, whereas when they brought Zod in in the second one and the states got raised, I think it got even better. So I'm, you fucking I'm comfortable in saying that this is a very, very good film, but it's not the best film in this list. Right, okay, now we need to we need to talk because that's fucking stupid. What's stupid? What do you mean? That's that's stupid talk. I'm not even trying to be nice. That's stupid talk right there. No, I mean, I get we like the the Lex Luthor stuff, yeah, but it's I always see it as is of the time. Like that's what those comics were really. Like it was Lex trying to sell real estate, but like Back to the Future, there's not. A second of the Superman movie that I dislike or am bored by or think fails or everything's 
every single like Siri one about Gene Hackman, he's Lex Luthor. Like every single person is cast perfectly. You've got, like you said, you've got like Jorel and you've got Clark Kent and Lois Lane's perfect. Perry White's great. Jimmy Olsen's great. Um, Lex Luthor, obviously, you've got. I mean, you've got the the three bad guys from Superman two in Superman one as well. Mar and Pa Kent as well. Martha Kent um, is. I wonder what would happen if uh, Adam West Batman, uh, if Keaton's Batman and uh, Reeves Superman ever met and they did the Martha scene. That's got to be done in AI somewhere. Um, but from the scenes where he's on Krypton to the scenes where he's a kid to the growing up when he's running running against the train and when he first when we first see him as Superman with the helicopter and even the goofy shit like flying around the world backwards to turn back time that doesn't make fucking sense but still it's just pure comic book joy and not only is it pure comic book joy but it's set it's like I said it's set the template like there's not a superhero movie that doesn't owe something to Superman where Back to the Future, I don't think, has had that kind of influence on the history of film. Like, it has definitely had an influence. It had an influence on Busted, clearly. Um, and McFly. And McFly. But I don't, I don't think there's any... I don't think you can name one superhero film that's had as much of an impact as the first Superman movie. So I... We need to... We need to come mm. to some kind of agreement here because I, I, I genuinely don't like if you're talking about legacy and we're talking about what each film has done for the for the history of cinema. I don't, I don't think you can. Well, actually, I don't know. You, you're a pretty cocky bastard, but I don't think you can confidently sit there and say that Back to the Future has had more of an impact than Superman. No, I think. Oh, there we go. In terms of in terms of what it did for the superhero genre, there's no question that a lot of these movies that we get today wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the Superman movie. And in terms of Back to the Future, yeah, it, it's hard to pick out a, a certain franchise that has really benefited from it because it was its own thing. It was a time-travelling movie about a teenager and an old man. Like It's not in a very specific genre. Like Sci-fi moved in a different direction. After that, um, with things like Minority Report and stuff, it's there's not a big field of sci-fi movies aimed at like that sort of family-friendly um, type of demographic. But who did you say was your favourite Superman? You sort of a bitch. Who? We're not arguing that. No, who did you say? Henry Cavill. And what did you say about Amy Adams as Lois Lane? She's my she's my Lois Lane. And would you say this Perry White was better than Lawrence Fishburne? Because I sure oh, shit yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I think Lawrence Fishburne was one of the best things about that. Okay, that one I disagree on. But if you're going to fucking trump me on that shit. But it's like we just said, there's no one you can envision playing the Bats the Future characters where you have been open on this podcast saying there are better versions of these characters. I, I often expect you to be like pulling up your phone and be like, and this is the evidence, and like, start playing a video. Start playing sound a- clips. Well, actually, actually, you edit this shit, so you could probably just edit it in while I'm silent. Uh, you slow bitch. Uh, no, I, listen, you, I... you, I can't believe you just fucking use my own logic against me. This makes me so angry. Listen, I love 
Superman the character, and I love Superman the movie, but I don't think I even have the second. Really? I mean, I'm happy to compromise, but so we might as well go through them. So what, what we've got Age of Ultron last. So how would you have it? Oh, no, it's not better than Age of Ultron. Huh? It's not it's better not than Age of Ultron. <laughs> it's not got, it's it's not got, got a Hawkeye. Yeah, how many Superman films have got a Hawkeye in it? Fucking none. Um, yeah, it's better than Age of Ultron. I, Oppenheimer is the better film. Like, film, like, it's filmed better. It's, but it's like, a, that's a, that's a culmination of years of build-up and technology and experience. But Superman is still better. Yeah. No, I agree. I have it above Oppenheimer. I think what hurts Superman, the movie now, though, is there is so many people in this generation that prefer Man of Steel and view that as their Superman. So the legacy has been diminished a little bit in that sense. I think there's not there's nowhere near enough appreciation for it by younger people these days. And Thank that's you. what hurts it, I think. Uh, it's, I, I think it's better than Alien, and I think it's got... I think it, it should be ranked right higher than Back to the Future, but because you've used your own, my own logic against me like a fucking son of a bitch, I, I, I will compromise with number two if you're willing to compromise. Yeah, I can I can settle for it being above Alien. It feels a bit blasphemous because I think Alien, as an actual movie, is probably superior, like the way it's filmed and the really? all of that sort of oh, thing. Like, yeah. like in actual as, as like cinematography and stuff. Not yeah, and I think like the creature design and everything they did and the legacy of that movie is probably better, but Superman to me, I just don't The creature design in Superman's great. You're not seeing Gene Hackman's wig. Yeah, and I've seen Krypton and all. <laughs> you don't like the shiny suits. <laughs> Fucking less said about them, the better. But, yeah, second place, above Alien for now. That, I can settle with that. Right, now we're, now, now we're proper going to fight because it's Fast and Furious. <laughs> And you cannot deny the legacy of the Fast and Furious movies. No, to be fair, like we're ranking the first one, and the the films got stupid almost immediately, and they went over the top almost immediately. But when we watched, like when you watched the first one, even you was like, you were surprised at how much you like it because it's it's way more of a down to earth, still silly, but way more of a down to earth story. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first one a lot more than I remembered, and. In comparison to some of the later ones, it is actually a really good movie. I think being the inclusion of Paul Walker really helps ground it, and he was like the heart of the story at the time. And I think Vin Diesel wasn't quite Vin Diesel yet, and he hadn't taken on those sorts of like mannerisms and the power that he has now, which has actually hurt the Dominic Toretto character, in my opinion. Um, and, Vin, and Vin Diesel. Well, yeah. But I, I like the first Fast and the Furious movie. I think it's probably... After five, maybe the best in the franchise. I still think number five is my favourite. But it is undoubtedly one of the best. And for its time, like those early 2000s, there weren't many better like action movies that were built in that sort of ilk. So, yeah, I like the film. I don't think it's towards the top end of the list, but I do think it's good. And I don't think it's going to be dead last either. Do you... I, I love you... I don't hide it from literally anybody. I came out of Fast X fucking crying with joy because it's such a fucking stupid movie. But that's what I love about those movies. But I genuinely, genuinely think the first movie is a contender for one of my favourite movies of all time because it is such a good movie. Um, It's not a well-made movie. I'm not... 
I'm not pretending it's a well-made movie, but like if you compare the the way it's shot and the way it's handled and this like how it's taken, it's actually trying to take itself somewhat seriously in comparison to everything else that comes afterwards. It's genuinely, genuinely really good. Um I do like it more than Age of Ultron. Yeah, I can agree that it's above Age of Ultron. But I, in good conscience, can't say it's better than Oppenheimer. <laughs> That's where I thought we were going to have a disagreement because I was like, surely he's not going to put it above Oppenheimer. Like, no, 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 I, I can't, can't, yeah, I can't publish an episode of this show saying Fast and Furious is a better movie than Oppenheimer. So anyway, guys, we did 10 episodes together. Need a new, need a new co-host. We'll just Someone with good co-host. taste. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Someone who doesn't like like you. Oh, I know the perfect person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a good film. It's it's definitely not the worst on the list, but yeah, I think oh, Oppenheimer at the moment, it's, I mean, there's only been a couple of films below, but Oppenheimer at the moment feels to be that, it's like that level, everything above is like top yeah, class. Yeah, everything above Oppenheimer has a legacy, I think. Yeah. Like, a, like an actual full-on legacy. Not, like Fast and Furious has got a legacy, but it's not a great one, but like an actual change cinema kind of way. And beloved, whereas everything below is great, but not good enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it feels right that it's not, it's just below Oppenheimer right now. I don't know if it'll be bumped up or down or how it's going to shape out event in the end, but yeah, that feels about right for now. Above Age of Ultron, but below Oppenheimer. So we did our first Battle Royale, which was Harry Potter. And yeah. the winner of that was Goblet of Fire. <laughs> and we knew that before we even filmed the episode. Yeah, we, had, we neither of us said it out loud. But it was no. like we had this like unspoken understanding that we both knew which film we liked the most. And yeah, we... I think we when we discussed it, you was like, oh, I know which one I'm going to be coming number one. I was like, yeah, I know which one. It was like, it tickets to say what I was like, yeah, probably fucking this. Yeah. And I would have been shocked. I got it in the fucking neck. For having order of the Phoenix last, got it in the fucking neck, and she did say, "I do support." She was like, "I support your podcast. I do love your podcast, but I don't think I can listen to the Harry Potter episode because a she was she was laughing at me for calling you out, not for the parcel mouth thing. And I was like, no, no, I admit, I admit fault later. But then she was talking about like, well, in the, she was doing like, well, in the books, this happens, and you said that this you don't like this, but in the books, I was like, oh god. So she said she struggled to listen to that episode. Yeah, I mean, she had goblet uh, order the phoenix last and like turn that shit off quick time. She wasn't she wasn't happy. But there's no debate. Goblet of Fire is number one. Like we, it is, we it's the best Harry Potter film. Yeah, it was the best film and it was the best book. So And it's got a dragon in it. There's no other More than one. There's no other say... film. There's no other film on this list that's got a dragon on it. So I thought you were gonna say there's no other film in the franchise. I was like the first one and the last one, I think. <laughs> No, unless unless I missed a, cr- a critical scene in Oppenheimer, there's no dragon in any of these films. <laughs> no, we've we've got aliens, we've got DeLoreans, we've got fucking and bombs, yeah, and balloons, but we haven't got dragons, and we've got Saddam Hussein, <laughs> but no dragons. <laughs> so this one's tough. It is tough because it it's a franchise that I do love, and if not, I'm not falling out all over it. But kind, of, oh yeah, that was another one. I don't force you to watch it. I was like, I never said you did. 
I just said, I oh, I've seen it so many times. So I know you said a fortune. I know I didn't. Anyway, enough of me ranting. It's not a franchise that I've stopped loving. I do still love it. I've just grown a bit tired of it because I've been I've seen it so many times due to having a certain tasting woman, it seems. So um but genuinely I could put Goblet of Fire on now and just watch it and be happy watching it. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Like growing up, I was a like I said in the episode, I was a big Harry Potter fan. I read the books over and over and over and I've watched most of the films like numerous times. And as I've got older I have kind of drifted away from the franchise a little. Um but that is the one that I can still just put on and sit back and watch. Like I think it's brilliant. I think you said you're a massive Potter fan, but um, Ellen didn't Ellen beat you at Triple Pursuit? Yeah, because she's a fucking super fan. She is mental. Some of the things she pulls out of her fucking ass, like it's mental. Probably shouldn't have said that. Pulls out of her ass. That's a magic trick. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're doing in your personal time. <laughs> no, she she is incredibly knowledgeable and. It's strange because she's never actually read the books all the way through, like, properly. Like, when she was little, her mum used to read them to her, but she's never read the books herself. But she she just knows. She's got, like, an encyclopedic knowledge of anything that happens in it. So, yeah, she beat me, but I take no shame in that. I put up a valiant effort. Do you think... Do you think uh, I know I understand know the answer from Grace, but should we do a, a Battle Royale Harry Potter episode where instead of us two, it's them two? <laughs> see, how, <laughs> see, how, see how it turns out. Yeah, I don't think Eleanor would ever let herself be caught on camera. <laughs> oh, dear. Cool. So, Goblet of Fire. Better than Age of Ultron? Yeah. Better than Fast and Furious? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But is it better than Oppenheimer? Oh, No, like, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. I'd love it's, to make a case, but it's not. It's a very different movie. It's so completely different that it seems unfair to put it up against Oppenheimer. But you know, there's a lot of fire in Oppenheimer, and there's a dragon that breathes fire. So, yeah, there's three. There's three. Yeah, exactly. Four. Actually, there's four. There's four. Because oh yeah, yeah, there's yeah, four champions is. in there. Um, but. Yeah, it's not like Oppenheimer is the better film. Yeah, there's no question really. No. I think it was. The question was, is it better than Oppenheimer? Yeah, and I'm saying that's not a question. Oh. It's a freaking, it's a joke of a question. But <laughs> I think even if you look back at this in a year's time, I feel like with the amount of success Oppenheimer is sure to have at the Oscars and stuff now, it'd look foolish to rank Goblet of Fire above it because. Especially when you've got like every performance in Oppenheimer is perfect. Yeah, yeah. there's not there, one performance there, there in Harry Potter better. No, no. I don't think anyone does a better performance. Like, don't get me wrong, I like some of the performances. Uh, like, I like Mad Eye Moody, maybe. But yeah, I like I like that performance. Yeah. Um, I like um, Barty Crouch. Hmm. I the name of the actor he played triggering on the Fools and Horses. I don't know his name. Passed but... away, bless him. But I think he was good. Um, yeah. I think most of the cast was good, but the, the it's not the good Oppenheimer no. cast to steal a word from you was phenomenal. 
Like I think they were, I think they were so good. There's not many people in that cast that did a less than stellar job. So yeah, and then you talk about the technical, like the technical achievements that Oppenheimer had and everything it's done. I mean, Goblet of Fire still looks great for, like it looks better than some of the later films. But yeah, Oppenheimer did something truly spectacular. Yeah, so I can't quite put it above. It's my favourite Harry Potter movie, but it's not quite at that level, I don't think. I mean, if you if your favourite superhero with your favourite superhero actor and you and everything can't even make it to the top spot, then where does how does Harry Potter even get a chance? Yeah. I mean if you're not favourite superhero and you're not favourite superhero movie, you can't get that to number one. I don't know what you can do really. You didn't really put up a, a, a very uh, convincing case considering you spoke vocally about how that's not your Superman. You fucking got me in a logical corner, you son of a bitch. <laughs> right, so this one's interesting. So we did Batman versus Superman and Civil War, and that came out as a draw. And because we were adamant we needed 10 films rather than 11 because we'd done 10 episodes, we've decided we couldn't in the episode decide which one was better than which. So in what's going to be very interesting, we've got two films together. So Batman vs. Superman and Civil War is going to be its own thing. So it's Batman vs. Superman and Civil War versus Age of Ultron, Fast and Furious, Goblet of Fire, Oppenheimer, Alien, Superman and Back to the Future. So it's going to be weird doing two films. Yeah. But we couldn't... We couldn't you know, come to a, conclu- a a reasonable conclusion in the episode, so it wouldn't be fair to put one above the other now. So my opinion still haven't changed. Like, I was quite happy with how that turned out. I still do think that Batman versus Superman should have won, uh, but whatever. Um, but, you know, it's that's one that's... So Batman versus Superman is one that a select group of people love, but it's got its major criticisms, whereas Civil War, I think, the majority of people love, and there's a, a small amount of people with criticisms against it, like how there should have been more heroes or how it should have waited to it, and how the the airport scene looked a bit bland in the fighting and flat and stuff. So I do think it quite balances each other out, but pitting it up against the other movies is going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, like you said, we we had them tied after the showdown so it would have been it's hard to really take one and leave the other but also bringing them both into this now it'd be hard to rank one above the other when we literally couldn't do that when given the yeah. chance so yeah it made sense to put them together I'm not quite sure how it's going to work Um in terms of it's do you take both sets of performances into account do you take both stories into account when weighing it against something else because they're both very good films but you're the one who is very, very vocal about your appreciation of Batman versus Superman. Uh, so I, think I think appreciation is the wrong word. I think obsession and love are the right <laughs> words. I was trying to make it less creepy, but no worries. I, uh, I, I genuinely, like uh, I, I said when we did the episode, I introduced my friend to the ultimate cut and he went from hating the film because he'd seen the theatrical to loving the film and wanting to... So he's gone back and watched Man of Steel... Batman versus Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, ready for when we watch Zack Snyder's Justice League together. Um, and I genuinely was like, I could watch Batman versus Superman again. I'd just pop it on again. 
I'm happy to watch it. But I didn't. I lent my uh, Blu-ray to somebody so that they could get an appreciation of it as well. <laughs> Dan, you better be fucking watching it. Uh, There's no chance. Got know, some... This will be like two weeks since I gave it you. I hope you fucking watched it already. <laughs> Yeah, there's no chance to be watching some hand-drawn Godzilla cartoon from the 1940s or advert, something like that. Hand-drawn Godzilla advert that lasts 10 seconds and gets a five-star rating on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, this is probably two episodes in a row. I think we shouted out, Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I love that. I, I love both movies. I think Civil War still top-tier Marvel um, with its flaws. Uh, Batman vs Superman is... It hurts me every time I think about it because of... Warner Brothers' reaction to Civil War and to the Marvel movies, um, which massively derailed the DCU. Uh, so, yeah, I think we just kind of need to... I don't know. Take it... Yeah. All the performances together, all the... Everything everything together. They are, cause they are still different movies, but like you say, we couldn't rank them one higher than they were before, so it's, it wouldn't be unfair to do it now. So would you, would you say that both of those movies together, or, well... It, Actually, no. If, if we can't say that one, so let's say let's do it this way: if we can't say that Batman versus Superman is better than a certain film, or if Civil War is better than a certain film, it can't go any higher. So they both have to go up, or they can't go up at all. So one might, obviously, Civil War is dragging Batman versus Superman down. We all know that. Whatever you need to tell yourself. The problem is, Batman versus Superman's got my favorite Superman and my favorite Batman, and Civil War has Hawkeye. Yeah, unbelievable. They're my two Hawkeye and Ant Man are my two favorite Marvel heroes. So, Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man. Well, they're from the first Ant Man, not from any of the other films. But not from Quantum Mania. Not from the not from the Ant Man sequels. Just all the other films. So, So, Age of Ultron. I mean, they're both better films than Age of Ultron. I agree. Good. Yeah, if we, we fell down there, that would that would have really just wasted a lot of time. Yeah, I've got them above Age of Ultron. I think both films are just superior. It, it, this one helps because it's just, they're up against another superhero film, and I think they're just both superior superhero movies to Age of Ultron. They've got better stars. Like I think Civil War's story, where it's Cap versus Iron Man and the surrounding cast, is better than having. The story in Age of Ultron where they take on like Ultron, um, and it's... for a second there, it sounded like you were struggling to think of the bad guy's name. <laughs> no, I just it felt weird What's saying. What's that bad guy's name in Age of Ultron? It felt weird saying his name twice in like four seconds. Um, but then Batman vs Superman's got the best Batman and a very very good Superman. Not quite number one, but a and good one. A fantastic Wonder Woman before they ruined her. Yeah, and a trash Lois Lane. Um... Excuse me. Let's not. Let's not play. <laughs> let's not play silly boggers now. Um, but yeah, it's above Age of Ultron. How would you have it? Would you have them above Fast and Furious? Because you just said it's one of your favourite films. So is Batman vs Superman. But I did just say that if Civil War can't go up, but so is Civil War. I... Uh... Yeah, I I think I would. So yeah, oh, put, yeah, so they're yeah. above. They're above Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> now it gets interesting because what we've got next: Goblet of Fire. I, I'm gonna catch hate for this, but I would rank Batman versus Superman above Goblet of Fire. I wouldn't rank Civil War above it. Yeah, 
Really? Really. And it's I tell you, and I tell and I tell you why. It's the airport scene. For as beloved as the airport scene is, rewatching it for this podcast, I was like, God, this looks bland. And I've and I've seen people say it before. I've seen people say it for years, and I've never seen it. I've always kind of roast into glasses. But like you compare it to like stuff in No Way Home where you've got multiple different characters and Infinity War and Guardians and all that kind of stuff, where you've got these groups of characters fighting in these big open spaces. Like the airport scene just seems a bit empty and bland and the CG's not all that great in it. And so Batman versus Superman I would, but Civil War wouldn't. So I'm gonna put it I'm gonna go by my own rules. I'm shooting myself in the dick here. I'm gonna go by my own rules. I'm gonna put it below I would put it below Goblet of Fire. So it's really up to you to convince me to argue this. See I I'm surprising myself here because I think I'd have them both above Goblet of Fire. Really? I think I'd have them both above, yeah. Um, I think while I've, like I said, Goblet of Fire is my favourite Harry Potter movie, I think both Batman vs Superman and Civil War are just superior movies. I think the performances in both are better. I think the stories are better. I think what hurts Goblet of Fire for me is the way it's adapted from a book and there's a lot missing, so it's not been adapted great. There was Civil War. Yeah, but that's what I'm getting to. I think the Civil War movie is better than the comic book. Okay. I've re- I have read the comic book after I watched the film, admittedly, but I actually think I prefer the movie because the Civil War comic is very different to the right. movie. Like The stories are almost nothing alike, um, yeah. but I think it improves it. I think having Cap and Iron Man fight, um, especially over Bucky and the way that eventually leads, what that leads to, as opposed to in the comic where there's a lot of it's obviously very similar where the heroes are split down the middle but there's a lot of minor characters playing big roles as well and there's some there's obviously some very big changes like not having spider-man reveal his identity and not killing off cap but i just think i preferred the mcu version whereas i am a i prefer the goblet of fire book to the film and that's probably my biggest basis on putting them above because I think it takes the source material and makes it better where I think Goblet of Fire made the source material worse and I love Batman vs Superman as well I think it's so underrated I think the story for the most part is so nuanced and well told and it deserves a lot more love than it gets and like I said Ben Affleck best Batman we've ever had so Ben Affleck or fucking Harry Potter, he would kick that motherfucker's ass. I don't care if he's got magic, he'll dodge that shit. So, I okay, I will put it above Goblet of Fire just purely because I'm, I'm not putting it above Oppenheimer, but purely no, because hell fucking no, but purely because in terms of a trilogy, Civil War, I, I love the Cap trilogy, whereas Goblet of Fire is one film I love out of like four. Out of seven, maybe, with the Harry Potter stuff. So, okay, we'll go above Goblet of Fire. Hear Beneath that. Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's not winning. It's not winning above Oppenheimer. Like Batman vs Superman, I would, but Civil War, I can't. In in mm. great conscience, I, I, no, it's not happening. That seems That's fair. fair. Oppenheimer really does seem to be that barrier. No yeah. one get, no one's getting past it anymore. Up. 
a very, very different film to all of these. Yeah, this is really hard to like rate because Up is completely different to any other movie in this list. Yeah, it's obviously an animated movie. It's not the only animated movie we've got, but it's very it's different. No, I say similar. <laughs> oh yeah, they're pretty much the same. It's yeah, pretty much. Up's obviously the one that I picked with the first pick in a Pixar category carnage after I pulled it back to make it 2-1 on the rock, paper, scissors. Fucking comeback is going strong. Hell of a redemption arc right now. Um, yeah, and I took Up first for the best opening because I genuinely think, not just Pixar, I think the opening to Up is one of the most moving and effective ones in any movie, especially a kid's movie that I've ever seen. I love Up. I love the entire movie. I think it's brilliant. I haven't watched that new short yet that they've done about... It's okay. Is it? Is not really... Well, not really Dan again. Entry. was like... Huh? Dan again. Made, it was like a uh, friend Dan said he made him tear up and it broke his heart like Pixar was able to do it again and I was like, it's okay. Yeah. I was expecting him to die, but he doesn't. What, in a short, if they bring him back just to kill him off, that'd have been cruel. Classic no. Pixar would have had the balls. Not this no, week. Uh... Oh, I finally watched Elemental. Me too. Crap. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I liked it. I thought Wade was fucking fantastic. What a character. I just, just, just basic. I just think it's such a basic by the numbers film. Could have been any, I put it in my letterbox review. Could have been any studio that made that film. It didn't feel like a Pixar film. But uh, anyway, up. Oh. Where would you rank up in Pixar movies? Would you say it's one of the best Pixar movies? It's one of the best, definitely. Would you say it's better than Age of Ultron? I don't know. There's no bow and arrow in up that I remember. No, but there are. there is a villain dog with a squeaky voice. Which is what all movies need, I think, because that made me piss myself first time what, I saw it. <laughs> I think every villain, need, every movie needs one of them. I can't believe how much I've said Age of Ultron is an underrated piece of media and I love it so much and it's probably going to end up at the bottom because I do think it's better than Age of Ultron. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. I'm glad I'm glad we agree on that one. Um, yeah, it feels harsh in Age of Ultron, but this is a list of the best films we've done so far, so it's not like it's gone up against Lightyear yeah. per se. No, because um, if it did, it would have no fucking chance. Um, <laughs> but it's not better than Fast and Furious. Don't even fucking try and argue me on that one, you son of a bitch. Like, I've, I've let a few slide. I let Superman be number two. I've let Civil War go above Goblet Fight. I am not saying fucking up is better than Fast and Furious. I don't care if this turns into a four-hour podcast, just me <laughs> sat here folding my arms. Sulking with bottom lip out. <laughs> that sounds more like <laughs> no, I, I, I'm fine saying it's underneath Fast and Furious. I think personally, I'd have had it one above. I think it had been between Fast and Furious and Goblet of Fire for me, but I'm okay with it being beneath uh, the Fast and Furious. I think for me, the Fast and Furious movie means like Up is a great Pixar movie, but it's not the best Pixar movie. Like that still goes to Lightyear and. <laughs> That still goes to Toy Story 3 for me, anyway. Um, and I even think Inside Out is better than Up in a lot of ways as well. I but, 100% agree that Inside Out is better than Up. Yeah. 
Whereas the first Fast and Furious movie to me is still the best one. Um, and it's, I, I can't argue again. I love that movie. I've got such a strange, to say I'm not a car guy or I'm not into street racing or any of that kind of shit, like it holds such a special place in my heart that I just, it would, I, it would genuinely would break me if it ended up second to last. No, that's fine. I think, yeah, I can agree. I can deal with up being the new Fast and Furious. That's fair. You've made a lot of compromises for me so far. I can settle with this one. Yeah, I don't care. I like up, but no, I don't care enough about me, it. So that's a compromise enough. You are. Did you still work for me? That's a compromise. That's a compromise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like up, but I don't care about it enough to really go to, go to bat for it. I think I'm fine with it being where it is. Um, it's a good movie, but like I said, it's not even one of maybe my top three Pixar movies. Like I think I could name a few I've got above it. I've got Coco, Toy Story Two, Inside Out. Call so three. I genuinely think Call Three is better than all. <laughs> you fucking! <laughs> <laughs> I got no comment to that show. I, I genuinely don't think I've ever seen you speechless. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Those three's all right. Though. I wasn't even being serious. It's just fun to see your reaction. Because <laughs> I've heard you say some shit so far, but that stumped me. <laughs> no, I do like Cars Three though. No disrespect to Cars Three. Good film. Love, love it. Right, yeah. last one. Last one. That was probably the. We've had a, we've we've had a lot of fun on our episodes, but I don't think we've had as much fun as we did last week when we recorded this one. To the point, yeah. I actually cried, physically cried laughing, it was genuine tears it's sad part, bigger longer and uncut but yeah. what a fucking movie yeah I've never laughed um, we haven't laughed like we did talking about that one yeah and it's it's fucking hilarious I already alluded to it earlier that Harry Potter might have dragons but this movie's got a gay Saddam Hussein who's in a relationship with Satan like what more do you want from a film what more do you want the songs are incredible the cast is incredible I love the story I think it's brilliant it's so over the top uh, I, you know I said I love that it, it it keeps to what the show is it doesn't try to be something different like The Simpsons I said kind of did like it looks like the show it feels like the show it doesn't it doesn't like I, I, what was it I like it's not ashamed as to what it is, and it just fucking goes balls deep into what South Park is. Yeah, essentially, it's brilliant. It's it's unashamedly so fucking offensive, but in the best possible way. Like I watched it for the podcast, and I could rewatch it over and over. I think like I could rewatch it now. I just think yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In fact, on the on the way here, I was listening to the South Park soundtrack. Where'd and, you get that? Huh? Where'd you find that? I've literally I have it downloaded on my phone. Oh dear. Because you can't get it on Spotify. Yeah. Um, so um that and one of my favourite quotes that didn't make it into the episode, we talked about it immediately after we finished filming. So I was like, fuck, I forgot to mention it. It's when he's like it's when he says, I'm sorry, Kyle, you're not a Jew. Yeah, like, yeah, like he thinks it's just he thinks it's just an insulting word. He doesn't realize what it means. No, Cal, I am a Jew. No, don't be so hard on yourself. On yourself. <laughs> yeah, 
it's brilliant. It's so funny. Oh, right. We we could have spent hours quoting those oh, lines. I'm happy to do it now. <laughs> so I mean, Goblet, I mean, you said it. It's got to be better than Goblet of Fire, surely. So we'll start at the bottom. You fucker. Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's better yeah. than Age of Ultron. Oh. No question. Yeah, I'd put it above Hulk. Why are you sounding like you're struggling? What's wrong with you? No, I'd put it above Hulk. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Cobbler of Fire. You just said. Yeah, yeah, I did say. It has yeah. a dragon, but it doesn't have a gay Saddam Hussein. Voldemort is not Saddam Hussein. No. no. I would love to see Voldemort try and fuck Satan with a fleshy-looking dildo. Yeah, Satan would fuck him up. Whereas Satan was Saddam's bitch. <laughs> also, Harry Potter Goblet of Fire doesn't have a song about fucking uncles, so don't know what to do with that. Yeah, it's above Goblet of Fire. 100%. Defo. Batman vs Superman and Civil War. Is it better than those two? Why do you look like you put a gun in your mouth? You like that robot like in the that. Simpsons. Oh. I'm like that bomb disposal robot in The Simpsons. I've too much pressure. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think I'm, it's I'm above so these. Yeah, because I, like, like we said, I, I, I couldn't put that film on and just sit there mouthing the work, the entire script from memory. You know all the lines, you know all the words, you know all the songs. Just fucking beautiful. Yeah, but no. <laughs> now, 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 does it break the barrier, the Oppenheimer barrier? Is that maybe that maybe that should be a, a rule? Does it break the Oppenheimer barrier in future episodes? <laughs> does it break the Oppenheimer barrier? Is it better than Oppenheimer? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. Person, if it was a, I mean, all this is personal, but yeah. personally, I probably would couldn't get it as high as Back to the Future. But there are films on here that have changed cinema, which I think Oppenheimer will do that South Park hasn't. So I'm happy to not have it buzz off Oppenheimer. But if it was a personal decision of what films I absolutely love, this would probably be higher than Back to the Future. Yeah, now you're getting a bit ahead of yourself. Calm down no, with that, bollocks. <laughs> the but thing is... If it's, if it's films I enjoy, that's what I get. But in terms of the film itself, like we flew past the, the bottom set of the barrier easily yeah. because it can easily be done. But no, I can't, no, I can't put it above. It can't break the barrier, I don't think. No, I think... It, it wouldn't get above Alien if we're talking about... There's no way. Film. I love South Park, the movie, but it, it's... You look at the way the, those top three, especially with Back to the Future, Superman, and Alien, and the impact they've had on like cinema and the legacies they've built. It doesn't quite compare, and like you said, Oppenheimer in a few years may be in that ilk as well. And I don't see South Park in any way that ever. And I can't imagine putting it above it because. You mean you don't? You can't, imagine, got like, you can't imagine um, Cartman in blackface or uh, <laughs> any of that. Um, or in Asia. Or in Asia, yeah, coming coming back and influencing the world. 
I can't imagine so. Not anytime soon. Maybe if we do a complete 180 and we end up back being really offensive. Yeah. But where the world's heading, there's no chance that that film's legacy is going to get better because it's pretty... It's a really random thought, like with Oppenheimer's got Robert Downey Jr. It's surprising how everybody has turned on Tropic Thunder. Like, and I get it's live action versus animation, but I'm surprised how everybody's turned on Tropic Thunder when it's doing the exact same kind of thing that South Park does, where it's not, it's not saying this is okay. It's taking the piss out of people that think it's okay. But nobody's turned on South Park. I've not seen one like, let's cancel South Park, let's cancel the South Park creators. Like, no, there's always the usual like Christian groups and all that kind of like parents and stuff like that. But it's never like widespread, not like it used to be. Yeah, I think that's the point that a lot of people don't get with Tropic Thunder is it's so clearly supposed to be satire. Like, it's supposed to be like, yeah, look, this is wrong. And people are too. I don't know if it's ignorant or naive to even see that. So they just look at it on the surface and see it. They've, they've probably never even watched the film. It's people that have seen pictures, I imagine, and that's where they've turned was South Park. It seems to, like we said on the episode, it seems to just get away with everything because no one's off limits. So I'm not surprised that it's somehow avoided any sort of that like backlash. Although you mentioned it then with like the Christian uh, communities and stuff that have turned on it. It's pretty much like the film in that sense, like with the Terrence and Philip. That is, and the way Kyle's mum and that react to it, that's essentially how a lot of people may have treated it. But yeah, good point. Very good point. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I love it. I think it's brilliant. But considering that the technical achievements and the performances across the board in Oppenheimer, it's it's really hard to even try come up with an argument that South Park's the better film. So I'm afraid I can't quite get there. See, in the end, Oppenheimer's in a really interesting place for how it all looks. So that's all the film's done now. That's this week's Battle Royale after our this our eleventh no eleventh episode together. So ranking our ten episodes together um, in a like we said, this is your life kind of way. Uh, stroll through every lane. Um, so at the bottom, which does hurt a little bit, but. Your guy. first pick. That says more about you than anything else. I mean, I've had some questionable picks. Um, so Age of Ultron at number 10. Number 9, Up, which Up had some stiff competition because it's such a different movie to everything else. Yeah. It's the only family, not family-friendly one, but like child film. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So it's hard to really compare it against others. If it was more... If the list was more like animated children's films and stuff it might have fared higher but if the guy in the blimp was a Nazi maybe it would have got higher yeah if Saddam Hussein was in it it might have been fine <laughs> uh, number 8 uh, Fast and Furious they'll love it uh, number 7 Goblet of Fire uh, number lower six, than I thought it would be going in you know oh wait yeah sorry yeah what Goblet of Fire number 6 I thought it would be higher going into this episode I thought we'd have it higher than we did but it feels about right where it is uh, number five, Batman vs Superman and Civil War. Number four, South Park movie, <laughs> bigger, longer, and uncut. Wait, have you made, have you worked this out? Wait, how's that number four? What? Because it beat Batman vs Superman. Yeah, but there's four films still to go. There's Oppenheimer, Alien. Oh Superman. wait, I think I messed up. Oh yeah, I've messed up somewhere. All right. <laughs> 
So let me just write numbers next to them because I'm clearly just getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, sorry. 10, Age of Ultron, 9 up, 8, Fast and Furious. Honestly, I think this podcast makes me sound a lot stupider than I actually am. Uh, oh, no, no, it's got you spot on. <laughs> the camera doesn't lie. Uh, 8, Fast and Furious, 7, Goblet of Fire, 6, Batman vs Superman and Civil War, tied 5, South Park, then Oppenheimer at number 4, which we immediately started to see was the barrier that you had to cross. Yeah. But it being number 4, perfectly protects the top three and the top three are literally I don't want to sound too cool but I'm going to say goats uh, yeah. uh, so number three Alien absolute classic, number two Superman and number one I mean I'm not going to argue it but beautiful. it's, it's interesting to see you open up at the beginning of the episode by calling me another host and feeding back but yeah your favorite film on your podcast is <laughs> and back to the future's number one hey if my favorite film was Lightyear, i'd understand but back to the future is one of the best films ever <laughs> i know just wait so if this is if this is about if we do another battle royale where we do the next 10 the last 10 films would back to the future compete against the next nine films we do what, what do you mean? Oh, um, that'd be, I don't know. No, there's like no point because I'd be fighting be... for it number one every time. It'd be... <laughs> would it just go number one every time? Oh, I'd fight for it. I don't know if it could get there. Well, but... no, I'm, I'm not, we're not, I'm not going to put spoilers out, but the last, the last, uh, Halloween episode we're going to do could bring some stiff competition to Back to the Future in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's best leaving that there. Now. Yeah, and... Let's just leave it where it is. That can be, that can well, be. I think... uh, I think we've obviously got a lot of Halloween-based episodes coming up now. So, which you know what's interesting though, because if we do this for a ten episodes, the next ten weeks could lead into Christmas. So we might end up like trying to rank Christmas films against Halloween. So I'm not really sure how that's going to go. Oh, I hope not. Maybe before Christmas in there somewhere. <laughs> and then um, we have to argue what it what it is and what it isn't. Yeah, do you know what's interesting? I think the way this is shaped out, the top four: Back to the Future, Superman, Alien, and Oppenheimer. Uh, coincidentally, the only four in this list I think that I've actually got rated five stars on Letterbox, so that's where it's out quite nicely for me. <laughs> I don't think I've got any, I don't think any of the others are that Smug look on your face, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How, if Oppenheimer had lost and Barbie was in, where do you think that would have ranked? Ooh, probably the same place. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I really liked that film. That's another one that I rewatched, and I think at first I had that at four and a half, and I rewatched and bumped that up to five stars. I think it's brilliant. Agreed. But well, there's that's that done then. Another... I think, I've just thought we should have named it. I should have renamed it at the beginning. This isn't just any regular battle royale. This should be our ultimate battle royale. The ultimate battle royale. Sounds good. Sounds good. Get that on the name after only having one. Yeah. Yeah, we've got one and now we're already doing the ultimate one. Yeah. But essentially, what's what's Batman versus Superman? They did an ultimate cut. There was only one other cut at that point. So the so it's the Battle Royale ultimate cut. Yeah, there you go. Excellent. Excellent. It's in no, the bag. No, that was good. Episodes. Nice nice trip down memory lane as we look back at the first ten episodes. So hopefully what will lead to many more. Um 
I enjoyed I'll, that. I'll take that as you want to spend more time with me. I'll take it as the compliment. I know you intended it. Yeah, that's what it is. We'll move on quickly from that. I mean, if, if I can keep winning with Back to the Future, you can stay as long as you want. Yeah, but Back to the Future, we're never touching Back to the Future again. I don't think it's fair to no. touch Back to the Future. That's fair, yeah. I think... I think it's obviously... I think we. I think the the biggest point of contention is when we do Goodfellas versus Godfather because I know you're in favour of one and I'm more in favour of the other. That's going to be difficult for me because I actually think both are two of the greatest films ever. Like I can, it's hard. I've got, one's there. No, you ain't got a Goodfellas poster. Up. I do actually. Do you? Yeah. Ah, uh, you see, there you go. It must be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think those two are probably the greatest gangster films ever and actually just two of the straight-up best films ever. So that will be an interesting one whenever we get to it. Um, but yeah, there's another episode done then, a special one. Uh, thanks for checking that out, guys. If you're wanting to find me anywhere else, I will be on Twitter at Callum Altimus. Probably at this point in tears about Black Mirror's downfall, which I imagine is inevitably coming. Um, I'm also on Letterboxd at Cal Cal Caltimus, not Cal Cal Caltimus, just Caltimus. I almost forgot my my own username for a second there. Where oh, I'm just about to dive fully in on the Halloween movies. Horror's coming. This is it now, because from October to New Year, I don't really get to watch any normal films. It's just going to be all horror straight into Christmas. So at least for this podcast, no, no, no. I'll you, have don't, an excuse. you don't watch Christmas films in November, surely. I fucking do. Oh, fuck straight yeah. up, straight you're gonna up. Some, you're gonna have some of that fucking Hallmark Channel shit on, aren't you? Yeah, oh, I do. I what? I check them all out. There's my one of my favorite TV shows is One Tree Hill, and recently they've started this trend where a load of the old cast do these random Christmas Hallmark films together, and I fucking lap them up every single time. I love it. You see some of that on me, me letterbox cropping up with like two and a half stars for a movie that you've never heard of. Uh, you're blocking. Don't worry about it. I'm blocking you. But yeah. Uh, where can we find you, sir? At nay underscore 214 on Twitter, where, as per usual, I already talk about Star Wars, uh, well into Ahsoka now. We're, le- we're coming up to the end, so, oh, it's going to be good. I've still not watched it, but I've seen little bits online that look really good. I've, I've saw a, a particular spoiler from a few weeks back, which I need to... It's got me on. I need to watch it now. You need to watch it now. Yeah, definitely. I know what I know exactly what you're talking about. And let me just tell you, I fucking cried like a little bitch. <laughs> it was fantastic. And uh, letterbox at nay two one four without the underscore. Where I am trying to watch more films, but I'm a very busy boy. Yeah, very busy. I mean, it won't be long now until you're uh, in the sun, will it? A week today. No, oh, no, in the sun. Three days from this episode yeah living it up um but yeah if you're watching this on youtube feel free to subscribe to the channel and like the video and head over to the likes of spotify apple Podcasts, and amazon music where the audio only version of this is available if you're sick of watching me attempt to point at these posters behind me or that eye behind nathan keeps freaking the fuck out yeah every every random week when i when i need to change location yeah yeah, that freaks you the fuck out yeah, don't forget to pop on Instagram, Facebook. I think Instagram gets the most love out of the three, to be fair. Twitter doesn't, we don't get anything on Twitter, but no. it's a dying platform anyway. But uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see what's coming up next and and watch my terrible takes. Um, 
uh, or <laughs> opinions that Cal has no control over because he doesn't know what I'm posting. <laughs> I just randomly pop up once as like a, an anniversary of someone's birthday or something. I'll just be like, oh, look at this. And that's about it. You can 100% tell what your posts are and what my posts are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they're all at the Cinematch podcast. Um, or I think the actual username, which will be oh, underneath okay. as he's pointing out, is at, at Cinematch pod. So yeah. uh, you can find us on all those platforms. Um, next week, I believe, is October. Really? So we'll be full swing on the Halloween side of things, Halloween. which we've got already the entire yeah. month's content pretty much planned. We've got some great ideas to really focus on the season and really shine out on horror because I'm surprised for me who horror is one of my favorite genres and we're now what 12 episodes in and we haven't touched it once yet so that's really surprising yeah, now, um, we get a, now we get a month of it yeah making up for it gotta get it all in I will be in trick-or-treat clothes next week get, get ready I this podcast is going full spooky next week yeah, we'll have to put green screen. I'll get some fucking pumpkins about this room. I might just I might just spend a shit ton of money and replace all these posters with horror ones. Oh, oh that would be great. You need a pumpkin between the foam fingers and the little house. Yeah, there. That house has actually got skulls on it, so that counts. Oh, I it's, it's very it is very clear. There's the thing, there's scream, and there's Halloween there, so that's in the the vibe. You got you got the massive screen behind you as well. Yeah, there you go. You just need oh. some more. Screen five, yeah. I I might get more. I might do it. Excellent. But yeah, uh, enough for that, guys. Um, <laughs> like I said, we've got an exciting month planned, and we hope to see you back next week for another episode. Um, but until then, peace out. Keep going for ten weeks. <laughs> <laughs>